I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hello and welcome to the Junk Time AFL podcast, a very special edition in this November 2015. My name is Michael Chamberlain and joining me... Is a man who just got rookie listed for Oz Kick is Adam Rosenbach. Look, they said that uh, I wasn't good enough last year, but they uh-huh. were going to put me back on the list next year. So yep. I think this is my year, Michael. Yeah, got, got to use the opposite foot, Adam. Got to do that. Practice it. Yeah, practice I don't makes like it. perfect. I'm better on the. I'm better on the left. <laughs> and uh, joining us, a very special guest, actually, Adam. Yeah, we have uh, an old friend of mine who's uh, agreed to join us. Very kind of him, Daniel Donati, who played uh, one game for Richmond. In 1997, That's am I correct. correct? That is correct. And so we thought we'd take you through the ins and outs of just what your life and times was, were in that period. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, get the idea of what it was like being an AFL footballer in oh, the look, system. Great to be here, guys. I, I did hear your podcast last month with Juddy, so you've gone ah, yep. from chocolates to boiled lollies <laughs> here, but I do appreciate the call-up and, uh, yeah, happy to elaborate where no, I can. Read your book, love the page. Uh, <laughs> thought it was great. First question off the top, uh, I need to know, what was Michael Chamberlain like as a footballer? It's a good question. I was thinking about this on the way here. Well, Michael, uh, obviously, we're Xavier boys. Mm. Um, I'm not so sure if that's obvious, but um, we're Xavier boys. Home of Matthew Spanger, I might add. Uh, Michael and I came together in Year 9 because I was a Burke Hall boy. Um, Michael was a Cosca boy. And uh, in Year 9, very competitive because the Cosca and Burke Hall boys came together. And Michael came with the – well, he was the fast left-arm opening bowler for the cricket side. Wow. And he was uh, (laughs) – believe it or not, he was a superstar footballer. There we go. uh, in year nine, uh, we were, yeah, we had a good year. Michael, you and I, obviously, we, uh, I think we came one and two in the best and fairest. He was a, he was a star. Because I think Daniel and I, wow. we were in the same class. So we were, on. same we, house. So we got to know each other pretty yeah, well, we yeah. Did. Yeah, we mm. did. And no, he uh, could play. He actually could play. Uh, didn't, you stopped growing, I reckon, in year nine. Yeah, Michael, I was about this uh, tall, yeah. You, you're a star, very Andrew Jarman-like. Oh. <laughs> oh <a> fat idiot. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. What's the, you fuck him up the guts with your face? <laughs> no, he could play. He definitely Is he hard play. at it? I wouldn't call him hard at it. Okay, okay good. Yeah. No, I like it. Right, okay. Hey, every side needs a good outside inside <laughs> play. Absolutely, yeah, yeah. And so Dan was a, Dan was a key position, probably a centre half forward. Are you holding that down or were you oh, in the middle? I reckon I played mainly in the middle at school. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And then I got, grew a little bit and then was full forward, centre forward, then back in the middle. Yep. After I left, yeah. Okay, so you're a bit of a jet at uh, high school. So what happens? Cause yeah, Dan was like an all, all around, any, any sport he could play, play really well. Curling? Yeah. Uh, never tried that. Okay. Yeah, always interested in too, though. Yeah. The broom. The broom. <laughs> always been yeah, an ambition. <laughs> I'm sure there's a curling court at Xavier now. <laughs> yeah. I'm sure you've added that in. Yeah, yeah, no, near, no the arch- near the archery yeah. centre. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, was there... T- there wasn't TAC Cup back then, was there? So what happened? So you left high school. Yeah. And then you go play under-19s? Yeah, then? that's basically what I did. I went okay. to Old Zavs. Yeah. Um, there was, I think, TRC Cup just started coming in, but our school had a policy then that first 18 came first, which yep. was typical Xavier back in those days. Um, so we didn't really get the opportunity to play under 18s. I didn't get drafted out of school, not expected either. Went to Old Zavs mm-hmm. and had a year there, and uh, I played under 19s for most of the year, and I played in the seniors a little bit, and then I got dropped back to the 19s. And yep. 
blah, blah, blah. But quite an interesting story how I ended up getting drafted because I got drafted out of old Zavs. Um, I'd end up playing the finals, under-19s final series, and uh, had a good final series in the under-19s. And we won the premiership in the 19s. And I was always in the cusp of playing seniors. But we won the premiership. And as you do, as a young bloke, you go out for two, three, or I think it was even four nights back in those days after yep. after grand final yeah. win. Yep. And I'll actually never forget it because it, it was the Tuesday night. We'd just won a premiership. You've gone out for four nights, but you actually will never forget it. I'll never forget <laughs> it. I'll never forget Tuesday night. Um, the seniors were still in the finals. I had the preliminary final that next week. And we were out on a Tuesday night. Michael, where would we be on a Tuesday night in Hawthorne back in those days? It was it was a standard old toss the boss, Glen Ferry Road. And uh, it was like the, the place to go. Yeah. And literally about 10 o'clock that night, this I got a phone call. It was a drink, wasn't it? Sorry? Wasn't it? <laughs> oh, no, it's yeah, a sex sorry. club. <laughs> yeah, 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 exactly. Great. I got a phone call from Nick Burke, who's the coach of Vols Avs, the senior coach, 10 o'clock on the Tuesday night after four nights in a row after winning the under-19s premiership, saying that one of the players had hurt their knee at training yeah, and right. we need, they need me to train on the Thursday night. Mm-hmm. So you're knocking your 32-10s going... Basically. Mm, yeah, so he good. stayed out all night that night, had a great night and struggled the next day. But I trained on the Thursday night and uh, they picked me. At centre half forward, mm-hmm. and I'm thinking oh, I haven't had a great lead up here to the yeah. preliminary final for the seniors, but I got picked because uh, Chicken Ellis was injured, and I kicked five goals in the prelim, and we won. And the next week they had a decision to make whether to keep me in or not. Yeah, they kept me in, and history says yeah we won the grand final. I kicked four in the granny as an 18 year old, and yep. wow. So I had four. Five, I played in two premierships in three weeks. Yeah, and I kicked goals in all of them, and I got drafted really off the back of that. So I was uh, right place, right time. Played by the right time and. Am I remembering correctly there yeah. was maybe a goal near the end of the match that you put through in one yeah. of those finals? Yeah, kick, kick the, the goal into a breeze. It was Elstonwick Park, one of the worst grounds yep. ever to play footy on, really. Um, and there was no goals kicked into the wind all game, and uh-huh. I kicked one in the last quarter into the wind. Fluky goal near the pocket, and uh, yeah, we ended up winning by five points or something like oh, that. So dude. Oh. it went well. Yeah. yeah, I was pretty lucky. Now, did you know that there were uh, AFL recruiters watching the game? Yeah, I had no idea, yeah. um, but I had no real hope of getting picked up. To be honest, I just thought, oh, look, if it happens, it happens. Yeah. Um, but I did know there were a couple of clubs that were interested at the time, and yeah, I was lucky enough to get picked up. So, which ones would would they have a bit of a chat to? Yeah, I uh, spoke to Sydney, um, uh-huh. and spoke to uh, I spoke to Sydney. Uh, Hawthorne and Carlton were keen as well, uh-huh. and also Melbourne. And uh, funnily enough, I didn't so speak to Richmond smattering. at all. Yeah, f- fair splattering, but yeah. Richmond were the one that came out of nowhere and, and picked me up. So you had any conversations with Richmond before they picked you up? No, I didn't, no. Yeah, wow. And so w- was it a, a draft as it was? Like, it wasn't run the way it is now, but they just had like a draft night. And how did you find out that you went to Richmond? Well, I actually went to the draft. Okay. Paul Connors, who... You guys will know Paul Connors. Jake, he manages a lot of the AFL players. Yeah. He manages Juddy, actually. Yep. Uh, J- Jake was my manager because he was an old Zav. And so he was the one who sort of put my name out there. He got the videos and sent it out to clubs. And he actually said, why don't you come with me and sit with me? So I sat with him behind all the tables where, the, where they were getting called out. And all the top ten draft picks were there. Michael Gardner was there. And, and, and I was sort of sitting there with a the hat on yep. um, just with Paul Connors. So I was sort of sitting there and watching it at the time. And I was listening to David Parkin talking because he was in front of me because Paul had said, maybe Carlton, I'll pick you up. And then all of a sudden he whacked me and said, mate, and my name was up on the screen and I'd been picked up to the Tigers. So, no way. And, yeah. and so what, what, where was the venue? The venue was at the, it was the old Carlton uh, Hotel, which is near the Pullman, I think, um, just near Albert Park. Yep, I know the one. Yeah. yeah. It was there. And so what number did you go at? 79. 79. James Hurd went 79, so I thought he's a good oh, sign. Oh, there we go. Absolutely. Didn't quite work out that way. And who were a couple of the kind of main picks from that draft? Um, it's a bloody good question. I remember Michael Gardner going one. I should yeah. know more, but... Um, I don't know how many were 
Let's awesome have a quick look. You could Let's probably look, look it up. It up. Yeah. You should remember the 78 before and just go, oh, fuck. Oh, Paddy Steinford fuck. was the number one pick for the Tigers that year. Um, big Paddy never played a senior game, actually, but I think he was there. Yes, in your face. So I, <laughs> I got him by one. Yeah. I was so what players were you drafted to Richmond with? Uh, yeah, Paddy Steinford. Mark Chaffee, uh, was a Caulfield grammar boy. Uh-huh. He would have played 100 and something games in Chaff. He was a good player. Uh, Jason Baldwin got picked up at the same year. He was from Fitzroy. Yep. It was when Fitzroy folded. So Richmond picked up three Fitzroy players okay. in that draft. Jason yep. Baldwin, Brent Fruin and Matty Manfield and myself. So I think that was the six that got picked up that year. Yep. Looking so, through here, a few of the players. Gardner went one, Heffernan two. Um, that's right. Ron Bottas. Johnny Ron Bottas. six there. Well, he ended up at Richmond uh, as well in 98 with me, actually. Uh, Nathan Brown, uh, Heath Black, Max Hudgeton. There's probably not too many kind of superstars from this draft. Pretty but, so some solid performers in there, though. Yeah, Pikey went from Fitzroy to North. Yep, that's right. Yep, and um, yeah, and then you right here in history, seventy nine. Perfect, Daniel Zanardi. There you go. So what happens after you uh, you realise that uh, you're going to the Tigers? Do they do they give you what, what happens next? Do they give you a contract? Do they say come down to the club and have a chat? Like, do you hold up the jumper? You? Do you get a little photo and stuff like that? Yeah, no, I didn't do any of that stuff. Okay. Um, yeah, no, I, I just remember having a meeting at. Uh, punt Road with Robert Walls and my parents. Uh-huh. Walls, who was coach then. Um, How was that for you? Being really bloody nervous. Yeah. Um, just because, again, I'd come out of Xavier. I hadn't really done the under 18 program. I didn't know what to expect. I'd never done a pre season in my life. Yep. I played cricket, footy, and yeah. all of a sudden I'm in an AFL club. So, yeah, it was, it was awesome um, sitting there with, with Walls and going through the, the old Punt Road rooms as they were back then. Um, the, the facilities weren't great, but the history in the room and all that sort of stuff it was, it was a pretty cool experience for a kid, yeah. And what did Walls say to your folks? Uh, he just said that he'd look after look, look after me, basically. Yeah, yep. Mum and Dad, obviously, were excited as well. But he just said, look, we'll, we'll give him every opportunity. And uh, he just said the right stuff, really. Um, yeah. Wolsey was hard, old school hard, but was really good for me, actually, when uh, he taught me to grow up a little bit before he got the arse himself. So, negotiate, so Jake then goes and negotiates the contract and stuff base like that? Base wage, mate. I think I was on 20 grand yep. um, back yep. then, um, which is your base. Yep. And then he got paid per game. So, uh, yeah, for that one game, I got, I got a match payment yep. <laughs> and a bonus and, for the first game. And what would that may have been that you pulled uh, in for a game? By memory, it was like two and a half grand a game. Yep. And I think the four grand bonus for the first game. Mm-hmm. And do you uh, sign a two-year deal like you do No, now? I signed a one, I had a one-year contract. Okay. Yeah, so, yeah. Um, these days, I think they give you two or three. Okay. Um, but, yeah, I got one, and then I got a, a one at the end of the, that year. So mm-hmm. Yeah, right. Contracts. So that happens in November-ish. Yep. So do of you... 96. Yeah. Of 96, yeah. November of 96, yeah. So from there, do you go away and do your own pre-season? When do you go down to the club no. to get gear? Straight away, yeah, straight away. Yeah. Um, I think the next week we start a pre-season, they give you two singlets and a pair of shorts and a pair of runners back yeah. in those days. And, not bad, not bad. And oh, I was wrapped with that, actually. <laughs> yeah, you know, the drink drive bloody idiot was yeah, the slogan yeah. back oh. then. I was so stoked to go to Richmond because that logan that was big back then, the TAC. Um, got my two uh, singlets, a pair of lotto runners back nice. in those days. Nice. And, uh, yep. No Jordans. Yeah, yeah. No, no Jordans. No <laughs> Jordans. Feel and, uh, yep. gee, I remember finishing in the bottom three or four in the first run, nearly died. But I just yep. hadn't experienced that sort of intensity before. Yeah. And uh, I couldn't handle properly my left hand. I couldn't kick on my left foot. And Wolsey was just shaking his head going, what have we got here? Yeah. Um, but, yeah, I had to work and improve. And I think I improved a fair bit, but obviously not enough. And so what are the other players like when you come into the club? You know, you're, you're a first-time player. They can see how nervous you are. Who were the, who were the kind of big dogs at the club at the time? Yeah, Richmond had a, um, a, quite a few of the big dogs. I had uh, Matthew Richardson, obviously, who was yep. just a genuine ripper. He's a 
fabulous guy. Um, then Nick Daffy, Wayne Campbell, Matty Knights, okay. Brennan Gale, Michael Gale. They had a fair bit. Chris Bond had a lot of big, you know, um, good, big-name, high-name players. Mm-hmm. And they were all really good. Paul Broderick was lo- wonderful. Justin Charles um, was one of those guys that really helped out the young guys. I really liked Charles. Did you show you which steroids to No, <laughs> no, no, okay. no he yeah. didn't. Uh, like that that was trade. a bit of a surprise, um, <laughs> that one. Charles, let me do an ass- uh, uh, I was studying recreation management at the time, and I did a, an assignment on deviance. And he let me interview him about taking the steroids and yeah, stuff. Yeah. Oh, wow. Just a different angle. So yeah. Yeah. invite him into his house and I interviewed him. I think I've still got that tape at home yeah. somewhere. Um, so the pill press. But, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he did quite that. He was a great guy. Yeah. And look, again, super com- hugely competitive and had a calf injury and did the wrong thing and um, yeah. first admitted the wrong thing. And that, he knowingly did that? Or was that? No, it was, yeah, he knowingly yeah, did that. Sure. Yeah, sure. It's steroid cream, wasn't it? Was it cream? I thought he was getting injections yeah, at the time. Look, from memory, yeah. I think it was more the hard stuff. But yeah, sure. Again, he knowingly did it. He yep, knowingly sure. owned up to it. And, yeah, um, saved his time. was extremely remorseful for it as yeah. well. And yeah. he, was a, he was a really good guy, yeah. the young guys. And so uh, are you training five days a week? Is it full-time football at the oh, time? Back then I was studying. I reckon it was five days, yep. um, mainly in the Arvo. Or yep. then we had a morning one day and maybe an Arvo. But during the day we'd go off. I'd go to university and... And do all that sort of stuff. And how knack- yeah. like you're obviously living with your mum and dad then. How, how knackered are you when you get home? Yeah, knackered. Knackered. 6 a.m. session at Punt Road. Yep. I'd go home, I'd sleep for three or four hours, and I'd get up again and go to training. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And my body just wasn't really up to that stuff. I was never really a natural athlete with regards to endurance running. Yep. So I struggled a lot with that stuff. Um, was one of the reasons, I reckon, why eventually I didn't quite cut it. And is, are they just fogging you with the running? Like, is there a great deal of sophistication to it, or is it just, you know, go and run laps, do weights? No, no, it was sophisticated, but yep. it was starting to get more sophisticated. You could tell 98 even. But nowadays, obviously, as you know, the sports scientists and all yeah. that stuff. Yeah, the GPS. It was just getting that way, yep. I reckon, um, back in the late 90s. But, you know, it was all mapped out. We went to the TAN, which is our time trial, which guys still do today these yep. days. But all the stock standard running, and it was bloody hard work, 5-1Kers and... Um, I think we did 25 100s one day on the 30 seconds or something ridiculous yep. like that, which which nearly killed me. Um, yeah, were there times there where you just went, I, I, I physically cannot do this? Yeah, it goes through your mind, but you can't pull out. Yep. You just can't pull out. There were times where I was literally almost, but you just can't pull out because yep. of the guys around you, mate, and they were giving you a kick up the ass for falling behind and yeah, okay. hard stuff. Yeah, hard stuff. And how did you feel that you matched up to them in terms of your skills? I mean, I know you said that maybe your left hand yeah. well, you know, weren't too flash, yeah. but in terms of your... General skills. Yeah, skill level up? was always up. It was probably my best part of my game was my skill level. So yep. I, I stuck it with them. With the, I matched it with the skill level and stuff like that. I, probably the physicality. My body just wasn't prepared. I never lifted a weight in my life before I went to the Tigers. Yep. So physic, physically, I, it took me a while. I got a bit strong just before I, I, I got out. I mean, I was only 20 when I got delisted. I played my best footy when I was 23 to 28. Yep. But I was gone by that stage. Yeah. So, um, Underdeveloped kid, but no, I stuck with it with, with the skills. But as far as endurance and strength, I fell behind, yeah. And so, the first lot of games that you placed in is that was it Anzac Cup back then? Did you get what to play was in that? Anzac Cup? I did, I played a, I did play in one, uh, played against Kangaroos at Waverley. I think it was called the Anzac, it might have been Anzac Cup actually. Yeah, yeah, I played in one of those. I played in a practice match at um, Punt Road against Melbourne in '98, and I played one senior game in the middle of. 97. So you didn't get a lot of opportunity? No, no. It was different back then. I mean, there was only three on the bench mm-hmm. in 97, 98. So if you're, I was an emergency number of times. And yep. geez, they, they give guys more opportunity these days. And I got one game. I started on the ground and then kind of got dropped the week after and was emergency again for the next four or five weeks. So, so that was in your first season you got a game. Season, so the yeah. first two games, did you play in the resis? 
I played in the resis um, all the way up until I got picked, which was, I think I played round 13 was my game, I think. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, so I played resis every game. I was yeah. having a ball. Yeah. yeah. I, I enjoyed great footy. Our reserve team won the premiership that year, so we were winning most games. Oh, cool. Um, which was awesome. And, and had you been playing before the senior team? Yeah, yeah, yeah we did. Yeah, yeah so you get to MCG. play on all the grounds. Yeah, Waverley curtain raisers. Awesome. Yeah. Oh, it, was much, it was awesome. It was a great experience. Yeah, I was lucky. And so um, how much sort of feedback were you getting from, well, obviously, one, the reserves coach, and then two, the reserves coach telling Wolsey? And who would have that coach been? Oh, Jeff Geeshan. Oh, really? Geeshan. Yeah, Geeshan. Unleashed Geeshan. Oh, bloody Unleashed hell. Geeshan. You're in a fucking... Oh, what an era. Yeah. yeah. You're in. Oh, mate, the, the Geeshan was a cracker, mate. He, yeah. he was a great coach. Yeah. Um, Strong on the umpires? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Very. But he was, he was a bloody good coach that first year. He was the sort of guy I'd ring you on a Tuesday and say, come on, I'll buy lunch. And yep. he was great for me that first year. And then he became senior coach the year after. And things kind of changed then because he's a senior coach and he's yeah. looking after the Nick Daffys and the Richos. And I kind of fell down the rung a little bit. But... As far as feedback was concerned, you know what? Um, I learnt a lot about how probably not to do things in, in those days. I was a young guy, didn't feel like I got hardly any feedback at all. Partly probably my fault from not approaching them, but yeah, I mean, look, I coach now and a lot of what I learnt back then is what I don't do now, to be honest, because mm-hmm. it didn't really help me in any way, shape or form a lot of the time. It was pretty yeah. hard. Yeah, okay. So, so you wouldn't just wander into Wolsey's office for a chat? I think some guys would have, but I, I certainly didn't. Yeah. Um, you know, you felt a little bit intimidated and yeah. I was there as a kid and... Uh, same with Geese, you know, you, you just, I just didn't, that wasn't my style, I suppose. So mm-hmm. some guys probably did and probably benefited from it, but I didn't, unfortunately. And yeah, I wish I probably had a little bit. And so more. leading into the, the two games coming up, like prior to it, did they, did they, get, did you get a sense that you were getting close? Like you're obviously playing pretty well in the resi? Yeah, I, I, I got a sense I was clo- so close. So I remember you kicked quite a few goals. You yeah. remember the second biggest goal kicker yeah. in the resi or something? I, yeah, I, I think I kicked 40 odd goals that year, but yeah. I kicked five against Sydney, and Sydney had a really good game. Uh-huh. I remember that day I played on Paul Curie, he ended up being a superstar yeah, for, wow. for, for Collingwood. Had a really good game, and then didn't get picked the week after it was an emergency, and then Essendon and the ones had a shocking loss, lost for 120 points. Whew. And I kicked five in the reserves again at the G, and mm-hmm. I got picked the next week. So I'd, I'd had come in some good form, but I was probably. Looking back on the way down, I think I had four good games in a row. Yeah. And as a young guy, I mean, even if you have five good games in a row, you're doing really well. So it probably came in on the way down. And so was it the Thursday of that week that you found out, or they say after that game? No, it was a Thursday. Yeah. I still remember the Thursday because yeah. it was a footy, Robert Walls on the footy show that night. Mm-hmm. And uh, I got picked that night, so he mentioned me, another guy, Ewan Thompson. But I, I found out the Thursday at training. And did the crowd on the footy show boo or cheer they when they saw you? They had no idea what he was talking yep. about. <laughs> and uh, probably still, obviously still don't. So. so how is he telling you the news? Is that uh, out in the ground with the other players, or is he, it? Uh, he pulled me aside out in the ground. Actually, yep. just said, "Look, you're in this week, so yep. great. Uh, enjoy the session." And yeah, so I trained. He and handed over two and a half grand in cash. Yeah, <laughs> <his> payment. Yeah. <laughs> I think I chased him for that. Yes, <laughs> actually, you know, back in those days, we weren't uh, made of money, so not sure they paid me yet. No, so, yeah, so it was good. And it was a game in Brisbane, wasn't it? Was. it? So yeah. what's the process? You fly up on the Saturday or Flew the up on I think the Friday. We had a training session that night at the Gabba. Then we got up early. Excuse went to me. Walk. Sorry. Gavatoire. Yeah. The Gavatoire. Yeah. yeah. The Gavatoire. Yep. Um, had a run at the Gavatoire at night. And then we got up early. I shared a room with Paul Broderick. I, I remember that part. Uh-huh. Where did um, you stay? What hotel? Uh, couldn't tell you. It was in Kangaroo Point, which is around the corner from yep. the Gavatoire. Yeah. Um, Will and Gavatoire. And it was a night game? No, it was a day game. Day so we game. got there at night. We trained at night and then got up and walk. And it was a straight to the ground by 11. And no time to think about it. And away we went. Yeah. They hand over the jumper. Did someone do a little no, speech? Anything do like, that? like that? No. Yep. No. Nothing like that at all. Um, it was pretty low key. I remember I started on the ground. I think Andrew Buse lined up on me at the start, and yep. I'm a Geelong supporter growing up. And 
followed uh, Busey a lot. And there's Busey just whack with his massive arms. Yep. And then Chris Johnson came on to me, an All-Australian. And then Alistair Lynch. Oh, bloody hell. Bloody hell. <laughs> yeah, yeah, mate, they were the big names. And yeah. I was a bit uh, starstruck, actually. I remember I think I got dragged at the 12-minute mark. I don't think I'd come back on to last quarter. Would Vice have played in that game? Don't know. Yeah. Don't think he did. Um, so what was your first touch? I had a handball, I think, the first minute of the game. Yep. Um, straight out of the centre. and how, uh, So just before that, how nervous are you? So let's yeah. talk about the lead-up to running out on the ground. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, like, what was Wolsey's speech like? How would you? How was your focus? Were you just shitting yourself? Did yep. you vomit? Yep, I didn't I didn't vomit, but yeah. I, I didn't, can't remember a thing he said. Yeah. To be honest, I was, just wasn't sure if I was going to get a kick or why or what I was doing there or didn't quite feel a part of it. Yep. Senior group, I hadn't trained much with them. Yeah, I, I just remember going on the ground just hoping something would happen and I was overawed. As I said, 12-minute mark, I'm on the bench. Yeah. And I sat there for two and a half quarters. Oh, really? Uh, yeah, that long? Pretty much, yeah. Wow, in that day and age too, you would have thought there'd be a bit more rotation than that. Yeah, no, they hardly did anything back in then. I mean, the last quarter they said, we're going to put you on a Nigel Lappin, who was dominating. Yep. So I said, oh, perfect. <laughs> yeah. And uh, I think Lappin had 10 touches in, in the last quarter on me. I think, <laughs> I, think I had one. <laughs> Nigel Lappin got three Brownlow votes that day, yep. that night. So I was, I was pretty stoked that, uh, <laughs> that one game of footy. But, um, oh, it was a great experience and I'm glad I had it. But yeah. Gee, uh, I didn't didn't make, didn't make much of it. Do you, do you remember how many posies you got for the game? Yeah, I did. I had a kick and a handball and yeah. a tackle. Yeah, so one, one, and one. One percenters, mate. Ah, uh, that's it, mate. Tackle. tackle. <laughs> Marcus Ashcroft, I think I tackled him. I still remember that. And did you get any feedback from Wallsey during that game? No. Yeah. So no. when he when so you when you got the dragged, there was no message. No. It was no. just you're off. And... No. Yeah. No. Not a thing. And no, so head bomb back to Melbourne. You fly out that night, I imagine. Yep, that night. And um, are you thinking? Uh, I hope I kept my spot. I will keep my spot. I won't keep my spot. I was thinking I would get dropped. Yep. You know, just didn't, just didn't get enough opportunity. I don't yep. think he really had the faith in me. And he said that to me during the week. A couple of senior players came to the side. I got dropped. Long story short, he got um, he got the sack two weeks later. I think they got pumped by Adelaide wow. two weeks later, which is a shame. I spent a lot of time. Wolsey was real old school. Yeah. Um, you've heard probably some of the stories about the boxing ring and all that back in the day at Brisbane. Yeah. yeah. You know, he did similar stuff at, at the Tigers where he'd throw two guys in a ring and, and not in, in a boxing ring, in a yeah. circle, and, and throw balls one after the other for about half an hour. And, yep. um, yeah, he was, he was old school, um, but I did kind of – um, warm to him because yeah. he, he brought that out in me, which I never really had as a young guy. So I was disappointed when he got um, the sack. Yeah, so what was it like as a first-year player? Were you unsure of yourself yeah. then? Are you going, am I going to get another contract here? Everything's changing around me. Yeah, it was, yeah. And I played good footy for Geese, so mm. I was pretty confident that, you know, Geese now, senior coach, I'd get opportunity. Yeah. Um, but like I said, then Geese kind of did change a little bit himself into the fact that he had to step up and, and look after the big guys now, not the kids. So I was unsure, yeah. I was, I was very nervous. So I think I got a phone call probably six weeks after the season had finished to let me know that I was getting a contract for the year after. Yeah, okay. So they don't really tell you, just presume you're in until they tell you not, so... And so were the jungle drums beating for a while, but obviously you might get the... Might get yeah, they were, yeah. yeah. I, reckon, I reckon they lost four out of six games by 100 points. Yep. Um, <laughs> yeah, it just got it got pumped. And we were good, so they had a really good list. Those guys I mentioned, Paul Bullis throwing there, Michael mm. Turner, they had a good list. And they'd made a prelim... You know, two years earlier. Yeah, and yeah. They, were, they were a good side. Yeah. Um, Geisha's first year, I think they were sitting in the four nearly all year. Yep. Lost the last two games and just missed the eight, finished yep. ninth. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Might have started the run of the tradition. Yeah. Actually, that one. If they'd won that last round, it was against Melbourne, they would have finished fifth, I think, that year. And mm-hmm. they were a good side, but mm-hmm. um, didn't click. And the next year, a few internal stuff. And then Geisha was out and Spud Frawley came in. So yeah. 
they turn them over back in those days. Yeah, for sure. And so the next, uh, for 97, so maybe the next eight or nine games, you played them in the twos? Played them in the twos, played in the finals, mm-hmm. and we won a grand final in the twos. So that was great. Um, obviously won two at Olds Abs the year before, and then mm. to the Tigers and, and won the twos flag in, before the St Kilda Adelaide. Yeah, so final. you do that on the MCJ? Yeah, yeah. yeah great. That was oh. awesome. Yeah, yeah. That was a great experience. So pretty lucky to be able to do that. That's amazing. Yeah. So uh, you've won that, then you know what to expect going into your second preseason. So what did you do uh, that you thought was different enough to get you a, another game, consistent games? Yeah, I had a shoulder up at the end of the year. Yeah. I actually had a, a bone tumour removed from my shoulder, which is a m- malignant um, bone tumour. So it wasn't anything to really worry about. But I carried it all year in 97. Mm-hmm. And then the year they finally figured out what it was. I had that many injections and that many cortisones and stuff, but it was a little bone tumour. So I had that removed. So I missed the first part of pre-season. So, uh-huh. again, for a guy who needed it, yeah. behind the eight ball. But I did develop really quick that year, and I think I played four or five really good practice matches and to the point where I thought I was a chance in round one. Mm-hmm. Um, I played in the ones the week before in a practice match and played pretty well. And then round one I was emergency and, and missed the game. And I just had a shocker in the twos that week. Um, I'll never forget it because Brendan McCartney was coaching the Tigers in the twos. Oh, yeah. Who went to the Bulldogs and so forth. But um, he uh, he put me on um, he put me on Blumfield. Remember Blumfield from Essendon? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, he played some footy. He was playing twos coming from injury, and he had about fifteen grabs half time against us in the twos. And they said you follow him around. He was playing on the back flank. So I tagged him in the third quarter, and I reckon he took five contested marks in a row on me. <laughs> then I got dragged. So one minute I'm emergency for the ones, the next minute I'm dragged in the twos. Yeah. yeah. And down she went. I did my ankle in round four and missed four or five weeks, and yep. from then it was hard work. And, and so then did you get a sense of like? I, this is probably going to be my last year. Yep, I, I got told, I reckon, round nine, that if I don't start playing well, I'll be out in yeah. round nine. That was kind of the way they did it back then. Yep. And again, for a guy... And that was Geesh who told you that? No, it was Brendan McCartney who told me that. Yep. Um, Geesh didn't talk to me really in did that he have second that, year. Did he have a Band-Aid on his nose when he told you that? <laughs> <laughs> I reckon he might have. I'm telling you, I reckon he might have. But he was pretty hard. He was hard. He was another old school mate. Yep. They were all old school back in those days. Yeah. And Brendan called a spade a spade. And, yep. um, yeah, I, I lost all my confidence from that. I, I struggled playing with him, actually, after that. Are you still mates with the guys playing in the ones? Like, you know, when you're at training, do you still all that camaraderie, even though the reserves have kind of, you know, their own team and there's guys drifting in and out, but are you still friends with the... Yeah, you are. Yeah. Look, uh, you're what you are. Um, yeah. Because you train mostly together. Back in those days, the only session you didn't do was the last session before the game. Okay. Which was usually two days before the game. Yeah. So you did train with each other. I mean, you're always, you know, you do functions together and stuff like that. But again, as a young guy, not having played much senior footy, you're never really in the in the, in the click. Yep. Um, mm-hmm. Which makes it difficult, I suppose. That's all part. You've got to make your way. And You didn't get to go to nightclubs and stuff with I, Brownie yeah. and Richo? And... Yeah, did, did all that. I, yeah. I must admit, I did tag along as much as I could with that sort yeah, of stuff. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. What was the party scene like? like uh, the tunnel? Know, are they going pretty hard? Yeah, hard, hard after tunnel. I heard you guys say a couple weeks ago, the Sunday night was the Star Bar. That was, that was the ah, uh, of course. Yeah. Depot Star Bar. That was our um, regular, yep. I suppose you could say. So we used to smash the Starbucks on a Sunday night. Um, <laughs> that was the go back in those days. But yeah, I used to tag along, ride on the yeah. coattails and oh, absolutely. get in with all the boys, get a drink cart. I'm not sure if you were girlfriended at the time or anything, but uh, A for footballer, does it work well <clears throat> with the young ladies? I had a girlfriend. Oh, okay. There we go. Michael. Yeah, sure. I was told it worked quite well with quite a few. <laughs> <laughs> I only it quite well for themselves back yep. in those days, mate. Yeah. So when did you find out that they weren't going to renew your contract? Um, I got a phone call. No, actually, they called me in. The old exit interviews. That's right. It's okay. It was the first year they did it, I think, because yep. they didn't do it the year before. And I had Jeff Geeshan, I had Ross Lyon, 
Brendan McCartney. Ross Lyons. Ross Lyons, assistant coach. And oh, it's amazing how these guys go like around. Forrest Gump walking so, through history here. Yeah, it's yeah. amazing. And gee, they were, they were three hard guys. Oh, yeah. fuck. You know, Ross so. Lyons is the scariest bloke <laughs> yeah, in the world. He was a scary dude. Uh, he's, a, uh, he's a bloody good footy coach. He was, uh, he was scary. And for me back then, again, I was pretty intimidated by those, yeah. those blokes. So I walked in pretty much knowing, knowing the writing was on the wall. I actually followed him Port Bullis. Mm-hmm. And, and Bully, who was a real fan favourite of Richmond, he was the most popular player there, according to the fans back in those days. He got delisted. He was in the meeting before me, and it was real heated in there with him. And I remember him coming out just filthy, and I didn't really get a chance to talk to him. And he punched the scales on the way out, and I'm thinking... Yep. So I've walked in after that meeting, and they're all just sitting there like a bit white, and they had little old me, and they basically told me that, you know, they were going to try and trade me, yep. um, which was probably never going to happen either, yeah. I suppose. And uh, I went from there, and... His history. Were you playing with Mark Neald? Was that the other time? No, no, okay. he left just before I got in there. I think. Yep. Yeah. And so you pack your bags. You got anything to go to go to a locker? Do you clear it out? What do you do? Yeah, I can't even remember, mate. I punch the scales. I didn't punch the scales. Take a I'll, shit. No broken. <laughs> yeah. Car. Yeah. <laughs> car. Oh, you look. You look back at it now, and you probably. I probably should have been angry, or I should have probably fought for something. But again, just being a young kid, a little Xavier boy, I just yeah. sort of said yes, okay, and I understand and. You know, you look back on it now and, again, there's so much I could have done. There's so much more I could have done. I could have, should have worked harder for one. Yeah. Um, but I didn't. I was there and I was that, that was me at that stage and learnt from it and I think became better because of it. Yep. So yep. no regrets at all. Hmm. And at do, you all. Get to, do you still go on the end of season footy trip? Uh, what? That, in 98, I didn't. Did you? No. And so you went after your first year? I did. Where'd you go? You went to Bali. On awesome. That, and that was... Uh, that was an experience. Yeah, that was a real experience. Because, again, I'd never seen anything like it yep. um, before. But what, you kind of cooter, something like that? Yeah, we did cooter. And, yep. yeah, well, you'd never seen poor people. And the bounty. And <laughs> yeah. I, I hadn't. Yeah. <laughs> the dogs in the street. I thought, is this like, I was, <laughs> My eyes were... I was going bananas there. And uh, there were kangaroo court and all that stuff that, again, yep. I just hadn't seen any of. And uh, I, look, I still go on footy trips now with the boys because... Uh, yep. That sort of paved the way for me, but they're one of the great experiences. So if you get a chance to go on them, you go on them. And then an experienced hand now. You know, you've gone through. Very much so. Very now. much so. I still hold my own with the young boys. Yeah. Although uh, <laughs> they won't think <laughs> I, oh, I can, up. but I certainly try anyway. Do you have reunions for the Reserves Grand Final? No, we haven't. Oh. No, no, they haven't done that. It's the last bit of silver where the Tigers have ever won. Yeah. The 97 Reserves <laughs> Grand Final. Should but, be revered. Uh, yeah. yeah has, uh, has never been mentioned again, I would have thought. Look, it should be a statue. <laughs> let's, be, let's be honest, here in the AFL, not, not to win twos, grannies are in, in yeah. to the big ones. Well, so, yeah. They should lower their sights. Am yeah. I remembering correctly that you played in Gary Ablett's last game? I did. Yeah. Yes, I did in the two. So that was yeah. my first game of reserves footy uh-huh. against Geelong at the G. And yep. Gary Ablett was coming back from injury. Yeah. And he was my idol growing up. Oh. And so Scotty Turner, you guys remember Mr. Tickle, long arms, yep. fullback. He was playing in the two. So Scotty Turner was playing on Gary Ablett in my first game. It was awesome. Yeah. He has a kick seven. But might have wrenched his knee a bit. He never played again yep. after that game. I did rub shoulders with him at one stage just okay. to... He knocked me flying, but um, yeah, he did. It was his last game. That's incredible. That. It, was, it was very cool. And so, yeah, you got, you got up close to him? Very close, yeah. Yep. We did. I did get, he did give me, I was going to say, I gave him a nudge. I didn't. He uh, rubbed past me and literally I just bounced off him, mate. He was a bull. No way. Genuine bull. Oh, yeah. That's fascinating. It was very cool. So you finished up at Richmond. So where did you head to next? I, uh, you get the ask from a footy club. You have a few footy clubs calling you, basically. Yep. Obviously, I'm an old Zab, so they spoke to me. And my opinion was I still thought I was good enough to Gave another crack. I was only 20. Mm-hmm. And, uh, so no other it. AFL club called? No, no, yep. no. I got no interest um, pretty much at all, really. Yep. Um, so I spoke to a few VFL clubs. And I was going to go to Sandringham and Northern Knights and all that sort of stuff back then. I ended up going, I ended up going to Springvale. Oh, yeah. And uh, Springvale is kind of the opposite to Xavier. Q, really. But I went to Springvale because they'd won the premiership in 98. Yeah. 
And in my mind, I was thinking, if I have any chance of getting picked up again, I've got to go to a good club. Yep. I've got to go to a club where I can play well in a good club, yep. and that gives me an opportunity. So I chose Springvale, which is the other side of the world from where I grew up, really, mm-hmm. um, and a, an eye-opening place. You're talking about car parks with junkies mm-hmm. shooting up in the car park, and it was a full-on experience. And that was your coach? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Peter Nicholson, you, you really have it here, that Nico. Nico was very quirky, but uh, I tell you what, he was against that stuff, I can tell you. But it was a real different place. Like, yep. Talk about opening your eyes and... But what a, what a footy club. This is a club that just stunk of success. You walk in the change rooms, it's old. There's premiership trophies, there's flags. Yeah, wow. Just real old school footy. And um, I, it was one of the best years of footy I think I've ever had in 1999. Mm-hmm. And we won the premiership at the end of that year. So mm-hmm. game serve every chance. And uh, lucky, lucky enough to win the Norm Gossman in the grand final. Yeah. Had a good, good year as a wow. kid. And these days you probably get looked, are looking after doing that as a, as a young fella, and, but I didn't get looking um, again and ended up going to Adelaide the year after that. How, how well did you play in the grand final? Obviously, yeah, very well. But yeah, what, what I reckon I was probably second best man on the ground. Mm-hmm. And uh, I certainly, I don't think I should get the medal, actually. One of my great mates, Peter O'Brien, who's a superstar, kicked four that day, and you've got to be lucky to win those medals. So we won by, I think we won the granny by 50 odd points. Um, we went through 14 or 15 winning games in a row that year. Mm. So again, I'd gone old Zavs, a couple of premierships, yeah. Richmond Premiership, Springfield Premiership. So I kind of just followed that successful path. I was lucky in a way. You got yep. lucky as well, but I did sort of choose, the, choose that one at Springvale. And I got a lot of great mates. I ended up going back and playing at Noble Park years later because of the Springvale connection. And there were there any players in Springvale that we would know? Uh, that year, look, VFL legends. Yep. Dennis Knight, um, who ended up coaching at Noble Park, but he was a he was a rover in the VFL team of the century. Adrian Little was full back of the team of the century. Shane Bergman. Um, yeah, any AFL guys? I don't think there was. Christian Barsley. Was so, be year. fair team, if you've got two players who are in the team of the century, that's... I think they had four. The Ruckman, Big Bones, wow. the, the Rover. We had a winger. There was about five or six. That's already that a legendary team. That spring was incredible yeah. in the 90s. Yeah, and they won five flags. Uh, and how much... Sorry, Adam. Um, how much kind of training are you doing then? What's the commitment? Uh, twice a week. Tuesday, yep. Thursday. Yeah, Simple. That, that's all it was. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, the springy. Yeah. yeah, right. And so you won a flag and then left. I did. Um, again, I was trying to get... Um, Trying to get drafted. Yep. And at the time, um, Adelaide and Port, I think, had, I'd heard they were looking at me before the draft. I didn't get drafted. Okay. So I got told the best chance for me to get picked up now is to go and play in Adelaide. And who's advising you then? Uh, Jake Paul Connors was still my, my manager. Okay. Even though he wasn't charging me yep. to be. Yep. Yep. He was a mate. And uh, he kind of recommended, look, go to Westies. Springvale also was struggling financially. Yep. Um, yep. They hadn't paid me. Not that I was on a lot of money, but they hadn't paid me. And that wasn't the be-all and end-all for me, really. But I was only 20. Didn't what, have a job. What kind of stuff would you be pulling in at Springvale? Oh, springy, man. I reckon 20 I was, grams? Oh, man. <laughs> <laughs> I reckon I was uh, on a membership a membership at the Rhino Bar around the corner, um, <laughs> which is one of the dodgiest strip clubs you've ever seen in Springvale. It was my first night training. I got inducted there. Like 350 a game, I reckon, Chinna, back in those yep. days. Yep. Um, again, I got offered more elsewhere, but I, I I wanted to go to a successful club, so yep. I went there. So, again, I went to Adelaide. I got paid a bit more coin, went yep. to Westies. I had a board in the, in the Sandful, and then uh, work called, and I went back to, to Melbourne. Mm-hmm. So how many years were you in Adelaide? I had a year, two years, uh-huh. um, a couple of years there, and then at the end of the second year, midway through the second year is when I came home. Yep. Where yeah. do you live? In Adelaide. Yeah. I lived in Henley Beach. Okay. Oh, yeah, nice. great spot. Adelaide was awesome. I had a ball there, actually. Yep. My girlfriend was – she's now my wife. She was in Melbourne, so she was commuting back and forth. Yep. It just became too hard. The, the AFL dream was over. I was 23. The yeah. AFL dream was over. Yeah. These days, you're still alive at 23. Back mm. then, you, you can't get rookied over 23. And I was just saying, what am I doing? I'm here playing footy. I'm going temping bowling every second day. Yep. <laughs> We're playing golf six times a week. I'm a crap golfer. Let's go back home to Melbourne and try to start a life, which is what I did. Yeah. So had, uh, what kind of success did you have at West Sirens? 
Westies, uh, we had two ordinary years as a team. Mm-hmm. Um, I had a good year personally. I think I finished in the top ten in the McGarry my first year. Yeah, great. In my wow. big, big, long, frilly hair. Again, I thought I was an outside chance, and once you, you miss out, you miss out again. It's mm. the game's yeah. over. So, loved my footy there. Had a great time. Met some great friends. But time was time was right to come home. Does, does strike me a little bit as an unlucky story by the fact you did go to BOG in the VFL Grand Final, and then you finished top ten in McGarry. Uh, I'm surprised people don't look at you again, but I suppose, like you said, you know, once you're out, you're out. Yeah, 100%. Oh, look, I probably got tarnished as well. Like, I just yeah. didn't have a couple, couple of years at the Tigers, and yep. for one reason or another, you've got to be lucky. You've got to be so lucky. I was lucky to get drafted to start with, mate. It's yeah, so okay. lucky to get drafted now. Mm-hmm. You know, these kids get drafted, you don't know how lucky you are, and I don't mm-hmm. think I did. Because now they're in a system, like, for three, four years, That's and right. you just yeah, came from school, really. You get training, you get personal development training, yeah. you get this training, you get that, and... You know, you've got every chance to succeed. And yeah. Look, again, I learned a, sh- I learned a shitload mm-hmm. about life and who I am now yep. because of those experiences. So I wouldn't change a thing. And then you wander back to Melbourne and who you play with then? Uh, had a year at Old Zavs mm-hmm. on the way back through. Yep. Um, they, so what are you, about 25 now? Tw- no, still 23. Yep. I think I turned 24. Mm-hmm. Um, had a year at Old Zavs looking for a job. They were trying to help me out with a career. Nothing really worked out. I found my own job. And then I got chased by a lot of football clubs. I was Did they get you a, get your girlfriend a job in the cafeteria? No, they brown, paper, brown paper bag? <laughs> they are. <laughs> they, well, they don't really have a cafeteria at the Amos. They don't sell anything really <laughs> at the Amos. You can't have a beer. You can't do a thing at, uh. at the Amos. But I, I, look, again, I, I needed a career. I found my own job. And I was 23, 24 and needed money and I got offered money at Noble Park and the Eastern Footy League yep. due to that Springvale connection. And Dennis Knight was coaching. He said, mate, come, come, and, on down. come and have a kick with us. Yep. And I, I did and didn't regret it. I had seven years there, won a couple of flags. Really? That many years? Club. Yeah, I spent 140-odd games at, at Noble in the end. And wow. Great football club, yep. great scene. Loved it. Loved my time. They won a couple more flags. And, and did, you, did you ever, like you had a very successful, you know, um, career at that level, did you ever consider trying to get into coaching into the AFL or become a scout or anything like that? Nah, I, were you just a bit are, over footy by then. Yeah, yeah, a little bit. Yeah, yeah. footy's and I, that's probably one of the reasons why I didn't make it the top level because full time footy is full on and it's not for everyone. Mm-hmm. Um, I think I struggle with that a little bit. Yeah, full time footy stuff. But I was happy enough in my job and then playing at a local footy level uh, club, getting paid, being successful. I ended up being captain at Noble Park for a few years, and that for me was that step into the leadership. Yep. Position and one day in my mind, I always knew I would want to coach. Coaching the AFL level again, you know, I wasn't successful at the AFL level. It's never going to be. It's never going to be easy to coach at that level. Yeah, true. If you kind of weren't there, so. Um, but it was always on my mind, growing, going, coming through for sure. Yeah. And you have now moved into coaching yourself. Yeah. Yep. Down at. The Baldwin Tigers. Yep. Michael. So yeah. you, you took over from Daniel Harthen. Is did. that right? Yep. I take over from half. So how yeah. many years have you been doing that for? Uh, I've done four seasons, so mm-hmm. I'm coming into the fifth season now. So, no, I've loved it. It's a great mm-hmm. footy club. Local football, Eastern Footy League Division One's good football. It's yep. as good as you get, really. Suburban-wise, outside of the VFL. Um, so most of the boys coming through have played VFL or played higher. Yep. Um, waffle, I've got a couple of Waffle boys, Jeff really? Goebbels, who's asked me to give him a mention today uh-huh. on, on, <laughs> on the plug. Um, yeah, Blake Broadhurst, those sort of guys from the Waffle have come across. So I've got some really good boys at my disposal, and, yeah, I've had a ball. And you've had a bit of success, too. Yeah, we've had a little bit of success. Yeah, yeah. take us through that. Yeah. Oh, look, we've to cut it short, and I'll probably take you back to 2012 because it was a bloody good year. That was my first year. But yep. we've uh, played in four straight grand finals since I've been there. We've won three of them. Yep. So um, been really lucky. But when I got to the club in 2012, um, the Bourne Footy Club is a successful football club. It's been around for a long time. It's pretty well known. And most people know Bourne. I mean, mm-hmm. Daniel Harford coached him. He's on SEN and, yeah. and all the rest of it. But it's a well-known footy club. Um, Ex-AFL players have come and gone there over the years. Squizzy Taylor played there, mm-hmm. Hawthorne legend, you know, Simon Connell and Paul Bullis, all the rest of it. Uh, the year I got there, um, at the end of 2011, there was a tragic um, event that happened in a final. One of the players 
um, was um, struck in a spoil in a spoil in the back of the head, and basically uh, and never was never revived and actually died. Wow. Which was pretty heavy stuff. Yeah. Um, young Sean Bergen, um, who was on Hawthorne's rookie list actually the year before mm-hmm. that. Um, it's just a, a wonderful family who I got to know over the next couple of years. But obviously that had happened. It was the last game. They lost that game. Um, he was in a cone for a couple of weeks and um, they made the terrible, the, the very difficult decision to turn the, turn the machines off. Daniel Half had resigned. Um, I then got appointed about a month later and I'd known that that had happened but I had no idea what state the football club was in to be yep. quite honest. And uh, I asked the question during the interview process, how's the list? And, you know, after something like that, you'd, you'd think that that might bond, bond the group and all the rest of it. And I was told it was really strong, it was really strong. And um, my first week in the job, um, going through the list, it, it turned out half the players had, had left the club pretty much. So I think there were 23 players that had played a senior game the year before had left. The best and fairest had left. And I'm ringing everyone and I'm on the phone and having yeah. coffees and, and you name it, trying to, trying to salvage something from, from the wreck in a way. Mm. Um, we managed to salvage, salvage something. So the guys that stayed um, did have that bond that yeah, I was talking yeah. about um, because they thought, you know, the easy option is to leave and to go somewhere else or to do this or to do that. And the harder one was to confront it and stay. And um, those that stayed, and most of them are still there today, five years on, have got this bond that is very difficult to break off the back of a real tragic event. And so when I got in there, we had to recruit basically half a team. Um, we worked really hard at that and we pulled guys from VFL and... Um, Ryan McMahon from Port Melbourne, who just played in the Premiership year before that, and put a guy from a couple of guys from the Waffle, Jeff Goebbels, I mentioned before, mm-hmm. and Shane Tregear. Um, a couple of guys, just no AFL players. We didn't really go for that sort of stuff. We yep. just wanted good young kids who wanted to play. And we built from there, and it was a really, it was an amazing year, full stop, due to the fact that what had happened the year before, it's my first year as coach, I had no idea what I was doing yeah. at the time. I was like, am I doing the right? Like, we'd lose a game, and I'm like, I don't really know what, what's going on here. Mm. Round one, we played Noble Park. It was my old team. So I'd ex-captain, yeah. my first game of coach against my old team in round one. And uh, quarter time, we were nine goals to one down. Um, and I remember quarter time thinking, what the hell? I don't know what I'm doing. Yeah. I was actually nervous. I felt sick. I can't remember what I said. Apparently, I dropped 53 F-bombs in that, in that <laughs> point in my speech. Um, I just don't know what I said. I was just completely rattled. We, we rattled home. We lost about four goals that, that, that day. That was round one. Um, fast forward to the finals and we had to play Noble Park in the first final and we finished fourth, fifth on the ladder I think we finished we just made the finals uh, which is a good effort from where we came from yep. and we had to play Noble Park at my old side we lost them twice throughout the year and um, that first final um, was a huge day for us mentally for me playing my old side I just want to get over that hurdle I want yeah, to yeah. win uh, we won that game it was, a, it was a ripping win but I felt that game broke the shackles uh, the week after uh, we had to come from fifth. The week after was the anniversary of, of the accident. Oh, yeah. Um, where Sean got hit in the, in the head. So his family at the game, uh, a religious family, a little wonderful family, two amazing brothers, uh, a widow, um, his, mother, wow. his mother and father. Yeah, fine. Um, incredibly powerful, emotional. Uh, we had a picture of his frame. We carried throughout the whole year with him. The boys referred to him as their 23rd man all year. Yep. And um, so that, that next week was incredibly emotional. We were never going to lose that week, though. You could just feel that all week yeah. we were ready to go. We beat we just over ten goals. Lost we lost to about four weeks earlier. We jumped into a preliminary final, which again was another anniversary of the week they turned the machines off. And <laughs> again, reliving it again as a group. And um, we won the preliminary final um, really well. And then we got into a grand final. And we had to play four finals in a row. I didn't make one change through four finals. So what? Not one injury. Nothing. Not one change in four finals. Of yeah. No one had ever won from fifth before in the mm-hmm. comp. So we're trying to break history. We're doing all these amazing things. A year after this tragic event, mm. and of course, we won a grand final. And yeah, we were, I think we were eight goals to one up at half time. 
and history says we, we win a game and win it pretty easy. And wow. Tough one year. Won a flag, which was That's, a, mo- that's a movie. And it made yeah, it. I've been trying to write a book for yeah. literally four years, trying to put it all together, because there's so much stuff that happened that yep. year and guys that stayed and guys that went and stories around to it. But absolutely incredible. And, and we've carried that on. We only lost one game the year after. So four grand finals in a row. So We what, won the one first lost. two. Yep. And then lost last year and then came back and won. Yep. Just gone. So when you are coaching, are you thinking about before the game, are you thinking about what you're going to say before the game? Do you have plans for half-time? Do you have plans for three-quarter time? Do you? Yeah. My prep, my, my prep um, is pretty much done before the game. Mm-hmm. So I have my plan, what I'm going to say to the boys. Um, during the game, I'm a psychopath. Um, mm-hmm. I'm your old school. Really? Oh, mate, I'm shocking. I can't control myself. Yeah. <laughs> I just, just taste, you know, you hear um, guys like Alistair Clarkson talk about the Hawthorne yeah. and, you know, he's punching holes in walls. Yeah. And, I mean, I've kicked a hole in a wall just because you, you can't do anything about it. And yeah, some guys yeah. are really calm. I'm not that. Yep. Uh, during the breaks, I'm really good. So yep. that's when I'm, I'm no problems. I'm calm. I can talk. Yep. Tell the boys the message. But when the game's on, yep. man, the stress of it and the, the umpiring and just yeah. stupid stuff you should just not be worried yep. about. So I'm, you ride it. Oh, yeah, I'm shocking. Yeah, real bad. And the, all the girlfriends think I'm an absolute psychopath yep. and stand behind the thing. I'm not, it's not what I'm really like. But yeah, during yeah. the game, yeah, I, I struggle to control that. And I've gotten better. But there are games where I'm really bad. And, oh, wow. uh, again, in the breaks, no problems. I can talk at halftime. I just say what comes at halftime. I've got to, you know, you follow the same sort of routine. Um, I take my notes during the, ga- during the quarters, yep. Yep. Know, all that stuff, and then I have my notes and I talk to the boys. And, but, mate, to be honest, your prep as a coach is done during the week, what you say at training, um, how you're prepping for the, for the next team that we're playing, who, the match-ups, and pre-match. And then it's over to the boys. Yeah. You know, it's up to the, the group you've got out there. To How are you on the bake? You good at the spray? Uh, no, that's not my style. Okay. Um, I, I don't like individualising. And this probably goes all the way back to my time at <laughs> Richmond, to be honest. Yep. Um, you know, the idea of making kids cry after games, which happened to me a couple of times, it wasn't pleasant. Yeah. Um, so as a coach, no, that's not what I do. Um, I'll let guys know if they've let each other down. Yep. Yep. Um, but that's the way I'll do it. And they know who I'm talking about yep. without having to go, you're a soft bastard yeah. uh, or whatever it might be. That's not my style. Don't uh, point at me when you say that. Yeah, I am. Not my style at all, mate. But I can give, you know, I can get uh, full on, I can get angry and I can be loud and the boys know when I'm being serious. They have a bit of fun. Yeah. But they know when I'm being serious. Yeah. Um, but individualised stuff. No. So what's the process now? You finished the season a couple of months ago. Are you back in training now? We or? start Monday. Yep. Yeah, so we'll only train for four weeks pre-Christmas. Yep. Just level. a session or two a week? or Yeah, we'll probably do two two or three a week yep. max. Yep. Um, we'll do yeah three a week after Christmas. But we played in four grannies in a row. I've given them an extra month, month yep. off, basically. Yep. We've got a lot of guys now who are yeah, approaching 30, 31, 32 mm. and mm. been around for a long time, still playing local footy. Um, it's our 100th year at the footy club this year So it's a, wow. a centenary year Team of the century Big year And yeah. we've had it the Palladium for that The, the press thinks he'll uh, The no great way. man thinks he'll get a thousand there So yeah. um, It's one of those clubs That has got connections Just about everywhere you go yep. um, Richard Wilson's our president And he's uh, I thought you said Richard, Richard Wilkins, Wilkins For a second yeah, <laughs> uh, <I> <laughs> so. He sits on the board At um, at Melbourne Victory He's one of the founding members there yep. and Got a big network Through the, through the victory And um, he's one of those guys His outreach is enormous um, So yeah It'll be a great year For the club this year yeah. So yeah, it'll be my fifth. Um, we'll see how we go. Make it five in a row. It'll be nice to play in five in a row, mate, because those things don't happen often. 
Well, well you are talking to <laughs> fucking Hawthorne supporter, so it probably yeah, does. No, no, I walked him straight into that one. Yeah. <laughs> Before I was wrapping yeah. up, I just wondered where was the uh, footy trip this year? Uh, we went to Sydney this year, actually, oh, which boring. is a little bit subject very, but yeah. there's a reason behind that. Okay. Because this year's the 100th year, we've decided to take it to the next level and go to Vegas at the end of this oh, year. Oh, so. <laughs> yeah, good. Good, good. Yeah, so let's just do this little Sydney, let's just do a little yeah. hour trip to Sydney Saving before up the piggy bank. we save yeah. up for the 100th year in Vegas. That's so awesome. uh, the dollar's killing us, but there'll be a good crew going to so Vegas. So look for 40 Australians to be rested in Vegas <laughs> yeah, in about yeah. a year. Yeah, there's every chance of you viewers. <laughs> oh, thank you, Daniel. It's so fascinating. Thank you for your life and times and your journey. Um, Good luck with uh, Bowen this year. Thank you. And Thank congratulations you. on your game. Yeah. Hey, the mate, it was, uh, yeah, a very, very memorable uh, day. Yeah, between nice. us, we've played one game of AFL That's football. Right. Hey, <laughs> one game club. Not many of us. Thanks, man. Good See you guys. Serves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.